Okay. All right. So post show. <laughs> yes. Um, the past week. Uh, did you read Hawkeye? You mean Pizza Dog? Yes. Yes. And by read, uh, you mean look at, more or less. Yes. But <laughs> so I good. loved how the words that you could see in the speech bubbles were words that a dog would recognize. Yeah. Like, attention, sit, pizza. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a piece of storytelling. That is... Yes. Wow. <laughs> like, I, re- I reread it. I don't... Because I have so many things, I very rarely reread comics in the same week. I right. definitely reread that issue um, the next day. I was just like, you know what? I was slightly tired when I read it. I want to read it when I'm not slightly tired, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. That is a good, good... Yeah. It, and honestly, I will go ahead, as much as I think, if you don't read comics, you should still be reading all of Hawkeye, and you should go from the beginning because it's fantastic. You can just read this issue. It's, like, it. it, it makes more of an impact if you've been reading it but just as a piece of storytelling it's fantastic in its own right um man that's a it's just such a good piece of work i i I don't know how matt fraction does that how he does it i i need the next issue though need it like yeah we waited two months for this issue two months and i feel like i read it in five minutes and i'm gonna reread it probably a million times at least you're not a saga Why? reader. Saga, had to, the next issue isn't coming out till August, and I think it's already been like a month or two since the last one. Uh, I am dying. <laughs> summer hiatus. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big hiatus. They they did um one storyline essentially, but it's going to continue from there. But it's they wrapped up a storyline to date. Um, I highly recommend just because it's the first two trades. It's twelve issues. Um, so good. Um, I should probably just go go back and reread all 12 because it's not that much and I don't want to I, I just don't like waiting it's just so good um yeah I uh what else did I read uh, Indestructible Hulk I finally read the one that came out a couple weeks ago that's such a good comic I man Mark Wade just something about it it just makes his Bruce Banner and Hulk thing seem real um, and in the latest issue, he actually has Daredevil, or Matt Murdock, is his lawyer. So, uh, so you actually find out how, uh, how they have set up some collateral to make sure that S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't double-cross him. <laughs> um, it's pretty fantastic, actually. Um, what did I read this week, other than um, Pizza Dog? Um, I'm actually way behind. Pizza Dog is all I read this week. Uh, I just realized I'm like two issues behind on Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm um, getting pretty far behind on several things um, right now. I uh, I did read, um, I did just finish reading. Well, I read it in a sitting, but I read um, it's an old comic from the '90s. Um, I believe it, it, it was it the Wedding Album for Superman, um, and it's just this like eighty something page it's a book of hilarity really because it's like you, you feel you're it's all touching and stuff and it's just like oh finally you know lois and clark slash superman got married because that's not a thing that really happened before the 90s i don't believe i think it was like a really big deal um and it is just a hilarious peek into some of the ridiculousness of the 90s like <laughs> i was just every few pages i'd read it, it was like oh 90s you're so you're so 90s it's ridiculous 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was very. It was a very fun read. I'm, I, I got it for, like, really cheap during the Superman sale before the movie came out. They had, like, tons and tons of Superman content for really cheap. So I, I think I got it for, like, a buck. Um, and I was like, eh, I'm willing to do that. But pretty uh, pretty fun. Um, Smallville Season 11 is still going. And uh, one of the longer storylines they've had to date just finished. And it was pretty good. Um it involved some time travel. I didn't want to really bring it up because, you know, time travel in comics. But, um, but it did involve him using, like, traveling to the future using a ring from the Legion of Heroes and helping stop a war between New Krypton and Earth. And, yeah, some weird stuff that was fun. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? So I watched two movies that I hadn't seen before on Friday. And I'm trying to think what the first one was. <laughs> the second one was Limitless. Hush! Um, Gallad, Go outside. I don't know what this puppy wants from me. Uh, I kind of I had a couple movies that I like had just ended up on my DVR, you know. Think, oh, the other one was Pitch Perfect. That's why I don't remember. So it. hilarious! Oh <laughs> gosh, it's such an enjoyable movie. <laughs> it, it was enjoyable. It, it was hilarious, but uh, I watched Limitless right after it. Oh, so completely different. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I I really 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 enjoy Pitch Perfect. Um, I haven't bought it yet, but I will. Um, I definitely bought the soundtrack like right as I left because it's just so fun. Um, it, it's essential. The way I describe it to people is it's like Glee, but really really like a good version of that. Um, well, I liked the little things too that were jabs at Glee because yes. I was like. Uh, that's so true. <laughs> you know, like in Glee, how they have, you know, Pitch Perfect actually was serious, like in the how things actually work when it comes to you have like three songs that you take all year to memorize the routine and stuff too, right? right. Whereas in Glee, it's like every week we have a new dance number. Like, right. no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um. uh. Although it would be pretty boring to watch a TV show of them like not really having a full song and dance. Like, we learned 15 new seconds today! <laughs> well, and we don't have it down pat. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a few other... Uh, I guess I should have... It, it, it feels like because I was so intent on avoiding comics, I forgot about a couple of actually like pretty good ones. Um, you should probably read Comeback at some point. It's a five-issue. Comeback? Issue. Yeah. Um, it's a short five comic, five issue comic that's, uh, about a company called Reconnect and they, uh, they announce themselves as sort of a, a, an opportunity for good. If you pay them enough, they will send agents back in time to undo a thing that you want undone. Um, but time travel is illegal. Hey, the first issue is free on Comixology. There you go. Grab that and decide if you want the next four. Um, it's it was a pretty enjoyable story that wrapped up well. Um, I'm going through my comicsology thing to see if I forgot anything I read this week, and then I saw that I was like, oh darn. Um, yeah, I guess because I'm trying to think. Did I actually watch any movies this week? I don't think I did. What's that? I 
We talked about last time how I saw Much Ado About Nothing, right? Right, and I haven't yet. I am right now. The plan is for me to see it tomorrow. So, all right. What was your? <gasps> um, I remembered. I watched. Uh, I f- caught up on Sherlock. Oh, yes. How'd you like it? Pretty good. Uh, in both seasons, episode two is definitely the weak, the weak link. Yeah. I, I think in both seasons, episode one's the best. Third is pretty good. And then the second one is still fun, but it's just like, that's not as good as the other two. Um, uh, I really, really enjoyed the ending to, to three. And this is not a spoiler for anyone at all. Um, Sherlock dies and doesn't die in, in episode three of season two, because they tell you at the very beginning that like, um, that there's an interview with like Watson is interviewing with a psychiatrist and he's like, you know, my best friend is, uh, Sherlock is dead. And then you, of course, you know that the show's title is Sherlock and that there's a there's season coming, which means he's not dead. So it's just an issue of, okay, well, what led to him, quote, dying, unquote, and then you're and sitting there trying to gather pieces to figure out, okay, this part's obviously going to be important to how he got away with it. This part's also going to be important as well. And then, then you kind of try and piece it together at the end. Um, I really liked how they did it. Um, I don't know that it was actually important at all for them to tell us that he was going to die ahead of time. I like uh, sometimes in stories I like it, sometimes I don't. I didn't like it or dislike it in this time that they bookended it with that. I just thought it was kind of didn't really serve any purpose at all. Um, I because I, I mean I guess they get you thinking on your feet like ahead of time. What are all the clues that are going to be left? But they could have just left that for rewatches, you know? Yeah. Because um, instead, it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say because uh, uh, at the beginning of Limitless, I felt the same way uh, until I got to the end. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but it opens with him, uh, you know, uh, on a cliff edge or not uh, on the edge of his balcony at his condo, uh, about to jump off. And you know, when that started, I was like, "Great, yeah, yet another thriller where we start at the end." It's going to end dismally. I did forget something else. The Hypernaturals, which I have told you about before, which is a comic essentially about a quantum singularity future. Um, uh, The last issue came. So I had downloaded a few weeks ago and then finally got around to reading it. Didn't realize that it was just going to be a 12-issue comic. So read it. It was wrapped up. I can wholeheartedly recommend it. It's a a 12-issue thing, so it just went for one year. Totally recommend that as a solid piece of science fiction. Um, and it's, it's totally like, I've already recommended top 10 to you. Um, mm-hmm. it feels like somewhere between it's like top 10, but more sci-fi and grittier. Um, it, it I mean, the hypernaturals is based on essentially the idea is it's a, the hypernaturals is a team of superheroes of superpowered individuals who are made to protect the quantinu... Quant- C-U... or Q-U-A-N-T-I-U-U-M. So it's Quantinuum? Quantinuum, I guess? Which is just the galaxy that is under control of this giant singularity machine that they've got, that humanity has decided to let run it. Um, and there's just a lot of, lot of clever commentary on kind of letting an outside force run things versus not letting it run things and... Uh, very all kinds of intricacies in there. Definitely, like I said, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how I'll I forgot. I'll have to about look that. into it. 
Um, I had definitely, like, going into this conversation, I was definitely going to mention it, that and Pizza Dog, and then I just to- totally forgot about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, other than that, I am super behind on the Alfred Hitchcock thing, so I'm probably going to do as... Try and, I guess that it, we're essentially turning the Superman episode into a uh, we missed a week sort of thing and just, right. you know, be back to our normal schedule. So I will try and watch the Hitchcock thing tonight because I can watch that, knock the thing out, and then finish the finish the Superman posting, put it up. But you don't, you don't have to post the Hitchcock thing till Friday. I guess. I think I was technically supposed to put it up this past Friday. So It's okay. You, you can be off a week. Okay. Sounds good. Um, but and then I'll post. Event. I'll post on Monday what I consumed in June. Okay, I guess I haven't done a consumed in either nope. month thing. I'll do one of those and put it up when I put it up <laughs> sometime soon. It's okay. Um, uh, so the last I couple weeks have been hectic. doing a terrible thing right now. I am rereading the X Wing Squadron books, <laughs> X Wing Rogue Squadron books, uh, which I shouldn't be doing, <laughs> but at the comic expo last week i talked to michael stackpole who wrote them for like 20 minutes and then i was like it's been a long time since i've read these books (laughs) uh which they're good books but i totally understand why for a really long time now i've had a hard time training myself to read action sequences um i used to when i got to an action sequence in a book i'd skim it (laughs) Uh, and that is directly because of the X-Wing books (laughs) are they just like untraceable it's not that they're untraceable it's just like space battle space battle space battle oh here we go again real stuff (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I reading a space battle is just not as uh, engaging to not as in the moment I guess as normal action and since Star Wars was like all I read in middle school uh, it kind of trained me into this uh, don't read action sequence uh, mode of thought uh, which is something I've only recently gotten worked through so (laughs) uh, yeah but they're still good books (laughs) I believe that um, I mean, I've, I mean, I've read two of them. I just don't remember reading them anymore. Um, yeah. Because it was a long... I mean, it was definitely middle school when I read them. Yeah. And um, it's been middle school since I read them. So that's why I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of wanted to reread iJedi, but then I was like, I don't want to just jump right into iJedi. I have right? iJedi. I haven't read it, though. So. Oh, you should. It's it's so good. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I've heard from... Uh, I mean, that's why I have it, <laughs> as I was told I yeah. really need to read it. Um, oh, yeah. something else I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Is so I should have brought this up last week, but we had the short post show. Right. Uh, I rewatched all of the uh, Clara episodes of Doctor Who. Uh huh. And I feel better about the season on the second viewing. Okay. Did you rewatch uh, it on your DVR or did you buy like. Or no, you haven't bought it yet? No, I, I rewatched them uh, through on demand. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and uh, I, I, the second time I was like, okay, Clara does have character, uh, minus the uh, Neil Gaiman episode, which is still out of nowhere in her characterization. Um, she does have a character. It's just not the kind of character I would expect to be the Doctor's companion. Okay. Um, and the episodes 
weren't as terrible on the second viewing. I think it's in the first viewing. I have such a high expectation of Doctor Who being amazing. Uh, whereas knowing it wasn't amazing, I can watch it on the second viewing and be like, okay, what parts of these are good? You know, I can distance myself more from it. Um, so I, I liked it better the second time. Still is not going to be even close to my favorite season of Doctor Who. <laughs> they still haven't but, put up a complete seventh series Blu-rays up for pre-order, have they? I don't know. I uh, oh, they, bought the sixth season digitally, so I uh, might do that for the seventh, too. I've, I've already committed to hard copies for this show, so um, they do have it, actually, on pre-order on Amazon for 80 bucks, which I don't think it even has a date set, which, so, who knows. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't think they have actually a pre-order. I think they're just assuming that they're going to do a complete set because you know that would make sense. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um. That is that's interesting. Uh, it's really frustrating though because like seasons two and four are just so expensive right now. Um, and they <laughs> Those are like the only two I own yeah. from the uh, David Tennant years. <laughs> They're the ones I don't have. I mean, the, so I have the specials, and then I have the Martha Jones season because friends got it for me because they know how much I love her. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the second series is sixty five bucks Gosh. on Amazon, uh, or ninety like as different options. Um, and it was so expensive. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's really, I think they, they might've just not done another print run. Right. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have two and four, <gasps> um, five and six. Wait a minute. What? The fourth season. So the fourth series version of, of Dr. Who that I had on DVD, um, in my cart had gone up to 60 and had been there for a while, but they have another entry now at 40. Which is ah. totally doable. So that's a more legitimate price. Let me make sure this is DVD and not like. Uh, it looks like. Is it in the right domain? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, region one, U.S. and Canada. I don't know why they added it as a separate entry on the thing, but $38, eligible for prime shipping. Will this be our second Amazon purchase during a podcast? Yeah, it will. <laughs> um, now, okay, let me see then if there's, a, if there's an issue like that for the, the second se- series then, because I don't think so. Oh, yeah, okay, no. So they do have multiple entries on there as well, but there's 65 and 90. Neither of those is mm-hmm. reasonable to me. So now I will yeah. have all but the second series, which is kind of a painful because I really liked the second series. I do too. I, and I, I, I mean, you know that I, I do prefer Rose to, uh, oh my gosh, I can never remember her name. The girl in the fourth series. Um, Donna. Donna, yeah. I, and okay, so after having rewatched a lot of that, <sighs> I do like her a lot more than I used to, but she's still... Aside from Amy, towards the end of her reign, she's my least favorite. <laughs> um, I don't dislike her, but I like I ab- least I favorite actively... than Clara. Yeah, 
Well, no, you like that's her, not true. You like Donna less that's than not Clara? True. That's not true at all. <laughs> I'm just not counting Clara as a companion because she hasn't entered uh. my mind as one yet. Because um, it, it just, I don't know, it just hasn't cemented it. So, oh man, it makes me so sad that she's still going to be around even though we're losing Matt Smith, but not her. Like, And it sounds like I hate her, and I don't, but I just like Matt Smith a lot more. So, I would, yeah. Um, yep, so, complete fourth series ordered. <laughs> so, uh, volume two of Why the Last Man fam- finally came in. Mm-hmm. So, well, it came in last weekend. I just didn't get around to reading it this week. So, I'll probably start reading Why soon. I really need to start reading The Sandman, um, because I haven't yet. And I have it all in a box set. <laughs> I haven't read it either, but... But you don't have it all sitting on your shelf. No, I don't. <laughs> I have a lot of other books sitting on my shelf that I need to be reading yeah. instead of rereading the X-Wing books. But right now, I'm kind of glad that I'm reading about Wedge Antilles, who is my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> so, um, do we, we still don't know when uh, Legend of Korra starts, right? No, someone told me summer, but I I don't know where they got that from. Whatever, as long as it starts sometime, I'll be happy. As long as it starts sometime, not like five years from now. Right. (laughs) Um, Preferably sometime in 2013. I can handle 2014. If it goes much longer than that, I might cry. Um, Oh, I have a friend who met the creators of avatar and cora the other day but of course she had not seen either so that's, i kind of cried that was like you um, and atomic robo yeah although yeah, that, said, and atomic robo. that said atomic robo is not as good as cora <laughs> or or avatar the last airbender but um, all right um, um what uh have did you so you know about the show under the dome right yes i my mom read the book okay so, did you see um, Stephen King's letter about the show? No. Okay, so I, I, I want to find it real quick so I can actually... Um, but, uh, so, you know, some fans were really upset with the premiere because there are details that were changed. Right. Um, and Stephen King had... Because Stephen King has been involved in it... Um, in the creation of the new show. Um, and he actually basically had a, he has a letter being like, guys, don't be ridiculous about like complaints about the, uh, the fact that it's a different thing. I'm trying to find, cause it was a fantastic, here we go. Stephen King defends changes in under the dome and teases new plot lines. And it's, it was actually a really good letter not being, not watching the show and not having read the original. Um, his letter sounded perfectly reasonable, and if the internet will load this page for me, it'd be great. Come on. Let's go, internet. You can do it. Or, or you can't. There we go. Um, so, where is it? Here we go. Personal letter. Um, he said, okay, a letter from Steven. For those of you out there in constant reader land who are feeling miffed because the TV version of Under the Dome varies considerably from the from the book version, here's a little story. Near the end of his life, and long after his greatest novels were written, James M. Kane agreed to be interviewed by a student reporter who covered culture and the arts for his college newspaper. This young man began his time with Kane by bemoaning how Hollywood had changed his books, such as The Postman Always Rings Twice and Double Indemnity. 
Before he could properly get into his rant, the old man interrupted him by pointing to a shelf of books behind his desk. The movies didn't change them a bit, son, he said. They're all right up there. Every word is the same as when I wrote them. I feel the same way about Under the Dome. If you loved the book when you first read it, it's still there for your perusal, but that doesn't mean the TV series is bad, because it's not. In fact, it's very good. And if you look closely, you'll see that most of my characters are still there, although some have been combined and others have changed jobs. That's also true of the big stuff, like the supermarket riot, the reason for all that propane storage, and the book's thematic concerns with diminishing resources. Um, I'm not going to read the whole letter, but he talks about how... uh, So Brian K. Vaughn, this is probably why Saga is on hiatus, because Brian K. Vaughn is... Like the main writer for the show. Yes, I knew that. So, so he talks about how like you know most of the changes they've made have been made out of necessity because you just couldn't stretch his story in the book to an entire TV show. Like it just wasn't possible. Um, I believe he says like you know the dome lasted for a week in the in the book, and they're going to make it last months instead because you know it's a TV show. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's pretty interesting. And he talks about how it's like, hey, look, you already know that some people didn't die who did pretty early in the in the book. And there's some people who survived who won't. <laughs> and some of the people who survived may not survive after all. They just die differently. And, and he's like, look, the point is the story is being changed in order to be a better TV show than the book possibly could. And it doesn't change the book. Um, which I think is, I, I think that totally makes sense. Um, it's a totally different thing from when you talk about a sequel or a prequel ruining something because it can actually change the definition of like a lot of the time a story doesn't define something and therefore leaves it up to interpretation. And then a sequel can actually retract the ability to leave it up for interpretation because then you'd be like, well, the interpretation you had before, which added a lot of quality to something is now invalid because of the sequel. Right. Um, but it's not the same for an alternate version. Um, and actually one thing he discusses is like, you could actually just look at this as an alternate universe. Um, which I think is a good way of looking at things. I I think that's both true and false. Uh, I think movies do and can affect how you approach the book, though. And that changes your perspective coming to the book and gives you a different experience than someone who read the book when there was no movie or didn't know about the movie. Um, sure. But at the same time, like, I've, there are, I'm, of course, drawing blanks now that I'm trying to make a point. But there are things where I've, like, seen the second version, like, the book, the movie first... And it definitely colored my first reading of the book, and then I reread the book several times, and then like stopped remembering the movie. Um, and it's kind of like the book is still there, and then you can sort of see, well, that that's not really there in the book. Like it, it might color your initial how you approach a book, but if you see the book as the as the original work, like you, you can still see the very fact that you can discuss all the things that are wrong in a movie or different means that you're aware of the different things that are left up to interpretation in in the original. The the problem is when a book so completely uh, a movie so completely supplants a book most people don't know the book exists. Right. Um, Which Uh, to some degree you could say V for Vendetta. um, Although I still haven't watched that and I need to. And I have it. Or you know a sillier example but Bambi the movie. uh, There is a book. I I read it. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the book's a lot darker. Um, Which is... It, yeah, that's interesting. The movie <laughs> is pretty... Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I went on a kick in middle school where I read everything that a Disney movie was based off of. That's a good kick. So... <laughs> um, yeah, so... The, the, or even uh, The Planet of the Apes. A lot of people don't realize it was a book. 
Um, it's a great book. Uh, granted, I love both the book and the 1960s movie. Uh, the more recent movie, not not Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but uh, Planet of the Apes, the 2001 one, should never be mentioned ever and should burn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, I guess there are totally examples of the movie supplanting the uh, original um, the original story, and then some. Every once in a while, it's for the better. Not often. Um, yeah, and I mean, there are definitely movies I enjoy more than the book. Uh, a little are, princess, not a lot for me. I I don't. I've heard of that, but I don't really know anything about it. Um, I would honestly say, and this is, of course, some people. You never read a little princess? Nope. Nor saw it. Wow. I don't really know anything about it. Um, other than oh. that, a lot of people I know grew up with it. Um. Lord of the Rings is one of those things, like, I, I, I just flat out prefer the, the movies. Um, the Hobbit is definitely turning out to be the other way around. Um, yeah. uh, and there's, I say turning out, it's already turned out. There's no way that they could change that at this point. Um, <laughs> and, it is, and, and that's the thing, is, like, I know that I am not predisposed towards, like, or at least that I'm not so stubborn as to not give the thing a chance because I so drastically prefer the movies to the books of Lord of the Rings. Like clearly this is not a thing about me being all, no, it's not the original. Therefore it's not as good. Like, you know, it's not it. Um, I definitely much prefer, uh, what's, what's it called? Um, man, it's that, that comic that was made into a movie a few years ago. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus, uh, versus the world. Is it versus the world? Mm Mm-hmm much preferred yes. movie to the comic. And I did read it first. Um, the entire time reading that, it was just in the back of my mind, I was like, man, this would be so much better if it was on a screen. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like the whole time, I'm like, yeah, there's a little music joke in there that just isn't hitting home. Like, I understand the reference, but it's just not very engaging. And like, but if you had it in the actual context of a thing, uh, of, you know, a movie with sound, that'd be great. And lots of visual gags that I just thought work, would work really well if you pulled off a movie well. And then I saw the movie and I was like, yep, that's that's basically how I imagined it would be. Good job. Um, so little things like that. But uh, what are some that they get the thing wrong, like the very core of it wrong? Um, I'm, I can't really think of any right now, but I know that there are some I've complained about in the past. Well, this is a whole separate topic. We could have a whole separate podcast. I think we have one planned. That's that true. is uh, all right. We'll we'll put it off. So them, right? maybe we should hold off on that discussion. <laughs> That's true. Um, so this week, though, I intend to finally watch Saboteur. Probably tonight. Write the post for it for sometime this week. Um, as the first in my Hitchcock list, I'm going to be seeing Much Ado About Nothing tomorrow. Woo! Um, catch up on some comics, I guess. Um, yeah, I need to do that. I really want to see uh, the Purge. Uh, I need to find a friend to go see it with me. Which one? Uh, and then I will come back and tell you all about it. Uh, it's the recent uh, home invasion. One day when people are allowed to do whatever they want. Movie, uh, basically a slasher, torture porn kind of movie. Really, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's got uh, Lena Headey and Ethan Hawke. I like Ethan Hawke. Um, Everyone likes Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like a kind of movie I would watch. 
It definitely looks like the kind of movie I would, though. And I've just got to find a friend who will go see it with me. Uh, so uh, that's I'm hoping to see that. I was hoping to see World War Z sometime this weekend, but that didn't happen. Um, I've seen mixed things on that. I, the big thing is that it, even though I haven't read the book, and I should, um, I think I might even have the book. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, from everything I've heard, like, the previews look nothing at all like the book, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I, I haven't read the book either. Um, but I, I enjoy zombie movies, even when they're stupid. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, from what I understand, uh, isn't the, uh, the book is, I think, like a documentary style thing? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, oh, the, in the entire world. budget was $3 million. Doesn't surprise me. It takes place in like a house. Wow. <laughs> three million dollars that's nothing they made their money yeah. back in spades opening weekend was 34 million in the u.s yeah that's like 10 times the amount they spent wow 11 times even over yeah. 11 yeah bravo yeah uh and there are a couple other movies that i i want to see that i may you know i have a four-day weekend coming up for july 4th fun uh so i, I may actually, be watching I, I worked overtime for extra money for the first time this uh, yesterday, and mm-hmm. on the fourth of July, I am going to be working overtime because it's a Thursday, and I was like, "Well, I'm not. I don't have Friday off, and having Thursday off, like, I'm not going to do anything awesome. So I might as well just work because I enjoy being at work and um, make some more money." Yeah, I I don't technically get Friday, but I worked over last week, and I'm going to work more over on Monday, Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, so I don't have to come in on Friday, uh, and I'm not allowed to work on Thursday, because national holiday, I work for the Air Force. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, there, there are a couple movies on my list, like older sci-fi movies and stuff that I've been wanting to get to, um, and we'll probably do that. Sounds I'm, I'm good. I'm excited. Yep. Four-day weekend. Woo-woo. Okay, well, I guess we're talk- done talking about media, so we can probably... I think so. I've got nothing else. All right, well, I'm going to stop recording. And... Me.